0: Welcome, welcome to another the official
1: podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion, and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John, and Frank. Okay, it's Pottercast number
2: 236. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's 2.36 uh, 2.36 We're your friendly podcasters joining you after a long hiatus Long hiatus How long? Uh, and Only a couple weeks this time, not too bad
1: <laughs> Four well, years later and we're still struggling to finish Deathly Hollows.
2: <laughs> it, I know but we're back, we're bringing the return of the bit by bit you guys and
3: We're gonna, gonna try to make it a chunk by chunk
2: Chunkin' by chunk, that just sounds like, like a meal I think.
3: It sounds like a candy bar. I want a junk by junk. Oh that, so that would be a great candy bar. That sounds delicious because mm. I'm hungry. Mm. Now, now I remember
1: really why I usually did the intros. Welcome to Podcast <laughs> number two hundred and thirty six. Oh, We're the podcast crew where we talk about everything happening in Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm Melissa, I'm here with John and Frack. And we have another awesome week of discussion theories, news reviews, blah 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 blah. What exactly is in the show this week jay
2: oh so many fun things starting off with a a few updates from the world of harry potter some news uh, headlines for you uh including our new um uh segment as of last episode harry potter today we have a few new updates for you on what it is to be a harry potter fan in 2011 and uh like we said we had the return of the bit by bit uh, as well as some more of your canon conclundrums that we've pulled from twitter and facebook and emails and uh, we will shout out those ways to get hold of us many times throughout the show. Um, and then we'll wrap it on all up. So, yeah. Ready. Good times.
1: Let's get going. Let's do the news. Uh-huh.
2: And we're back with the news. News. Oh. The news and the news. The news. I'm going to tell you the first news of the week, you guys. I think it's pretty cool. Our our good uh, gal pal here, Ivana Lynch, uh, joined Twitter.
1: Yes, uh, finally. Uh, finally, uh, stop saying on Twitter, "Hey guys, this is a fake Ivana Lynch Twitter."
2: I know. That's a, that's a pretty good get for Twitter. So I feel like like a lot of the Harry Potter cast is on Twitter now. Like, who are we missing? Like, I guess the trio. P- pretty much everybody else you know is who's on. Who's not there. on
1: Twitter? Sean Bigger Staff.
2: Sean's bigger staff is not on there?
1: No, John.
2: Mm. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I don't think people are too fussed about Sean Biggerstaff.
1: They used to be. Yeah. There was a Sean day... See? You oh, see this?
2: Frankie. Showing he's his, Oliver Wood. Showing his noob colors.
1: When the first movie came out, everybody was like, oh my god, he's so hot, blah, blah, blah. And now they don't talk about him that much. That's it's sad. funny
2: to think that he is the age... And whatever that all of the the main characters now are in these movies.
3: Yeah. I don't understand what you mean.
2: Well, like like this was Sorcerer's Stone, right? So yeah. Oliver Wood was like a sixth or seventh year. And now we're watching yeah. Harry as a sixth or seventh year. Oliver Wood uh, was a
3: sixth year. Fifth yeah. year.
2: He was a fifth at the time?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in a few of the um he was oh, that's right. captain yeah. Captain for a while.
2: Yeah. He was funny all right.
3: obsessed.
2: So Ivana, yay, she's on Twitter, yay, she's Ivana. having fun she with a, it. Evie underscore Lynch. Evie underscore Lynch, she's putting a few little posts up every day, and she's been at-replying some, some folks too, so follow yeah, her, nice. follow That's the adventures of, of Ivana, good time.
1: She's awesome. Um, there is a new goodie online, a deleted scene from Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows. <sighs> with our friend Petunia. <laughs> she's a very good friend very good friend. <laughs> um, no, it's, just, it's this really touching scene where um, they're about to leave Fort Pivot Drive and the house is empty. Which is interesting because that's unlike the book. They didn't pack up the house mm-hmm. in the book. They, they just, just sent them right? away. This time they actually packed them up and sent, yeah. like sent the house, which is bizarre, I gotta say. I don't think it really... No, you anyway. know what it is, you
2: guys, is that they didn't want to dress the entire set if they didn't have to.
1: Oh Jay, it's probably been dressed for ten years. Probably undressing sitting... it was
2: the problem. <laughs> it's just sitting there, probably in pieces, though, when they just put yeah. the interior back together.
3: But well, you need so to.
1: Do that. Petunia is standing there in the living room, like matching the walls in her little floral dress. Yeah, and it is. She says to Harry, "You know, uh, or you know, I that she can't believe she's about to leave." And Harry says, "They'll torture you." And she gives him this. Side glance. She says, "You think I don't know what they're capable of?" And it's the first time that she's ever, even in the books, acknowledged um, the Wizarding World. And it's just—it's such a good scene. And it's purely because Fiona Shaw is an astounding actress.
2: Mm-hmm. And I swear, it's one like one line. <laughs> it's like pretty much like Fiona or or whoever just decided to say, "You know what? Like you've casted me in this. I'm an incredible actress." And I don't get to do it. darn nothing. So let me at least act this little scene with Dan here. You can use it. You don't have to. It doesn't matter. Just we'll put it on the thing, and it'll be
3: a great little moment.
1: It always makes me sad that it she makes, wasn't used more.
3: Yeah, I wish it was. Like I realize it probably – I don't know how well it would have fit in there, but – I don't know,
1: no, like, it's not even in line, I don't think. She's a little mean about it. I would have much rather she had that hesitation, that moment of wanting to wish him luck rather than being kind of snotty to him still. So.
3: Yeah. I don't remember her in the books, like, caring that much for her sister. But I guess her sister, so I mm-hmm. guess she was just the mm-hmm. whole, her being mean was just like defense mechanism because her sister's dead and the wizards caused that. So he's yeah. part of the problem rather than,
2: i mean i think yeah. she always liked lily and she was just it's just a matter of like you know on one hand hating the magical world and on the other hand being so envious of lily and wanting to be a part of the magical world so much and that the yeah. only reaction she could have then is to hate it
1: so
3: as to not feel like she's missing well, out and constantly. it killed her sister who she pretended to be irritated with for so long yeah yeah
1: it's a complicated relationship yeah. So there is, there has to be love there. We never, we never see even in the books how the knowledge that her sister has died has affected her. You know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now in the book, like I forget the interaction between Harry and her when
1: she looks for a moment like she's going to say something to and then him. she
3: doesn't. That's right. Doesn't. Well, yeah. I, you know, I guess it's ambiguous. This is much more direct. Yeah. yeah. Like I think it, I, I think it would have been cool to have in just because we didn't get the interaction with between him and Dudley, which was so nice. Mm um in the movie but you know it's a movie and you can't really harp on little things well not i i understand they have to cut stuff out it's just
2: i'm still sad that we never got the scene with the dursleys with um sitting there with, with their,
3: the champagne flutes hitting their heads yeah with <laughs> dumbledore
2: running in there to rescue harry like that
3: yeah that would have i can't wait for the the HBO series of Harry Potter. When we get every single moment. From
2: <laughs> no, it's going to be on uh, uh, kids, uh, the kids. The, the CW. now, not no not. WB.
1: John, come on, come, come on, on. What?
2: That's I want to. I want no I want
3: to like a Showtime original series or um, HBO miniseries. They don't put kids
2: shows Potter. on on those.
3: It's not a kid show.
2: <laughs> it would be when it started.
3: Not if it's about the students. I mean, not about, about the professors, rather than the students. Oh,
2: so it's going to be all new material, huh?
3: No, it'll just be from a different perspective. But who's going to write it? J.K. Rowling.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Joe, stop everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <bye. laughs>
3: you know, best. let's move on to the next piece of news. <laughs> all right, thank yeah. you. That's all the you. The next piece of news is um, we were lucky enough, to t- well, Lakey he called him, was lucky enough to sit down with Daniel Radcliffe and just kind of have a chat or interview about um, his new musical, How to Perform at- What is it called? How to Succeed. How to Succeed. Um, how to
1: Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Sorry. It's a long name.
3: It's a really long name. I was to see how to perform in business without trying. But I said, I don't think that sounds correct. When he was talking about the difference between, like, Equus and this, like, I didn't, I was thinking, oh, yeah, he's back on Broadway. Cool. Like, he's done this before. But Equus and this is, like, such a different, I didn't even think about how different those, those plays are.
1: Oh, they
2: cannot they're be more different. different.
3: Yeah. Because, like. Look at the photo. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: He clothes on
2: for pizza. That's a huge difference right there.
3: They actually have a Business costume for
2: him this time.
3: It's, the budget's a little higher. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the
2: only reason.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, because like is this – I've never seen this. I didn't see Equus either, so I'm not – I don't really know if musicals. But um, this one is more of kind of like what I would consider, quote unquote, more of like a traditional or cliche. Like Broadway musical, yeah or no? It's like big sets and a lot of dancing. Not cliche,
1: and but it's it's more of a traditional Broadway musical.
3: Yeah, I cliche is probably a negative word. I meant traditional. Sorry.
1: He also talks about the difference between New York and London, and he says that he was doing a, a photo shoot on the street where he lives here in in New York, and um, he says that people just basically walked by or smiled and pointed him out to their kids. But in London, probably a crowd would have gone around any photo shoot, you know, in the middle of London. So. He feels a little bit more chill like it's more normal to see quote-unquote famous people. Mm. There's nothing quote-unquote about him. He's a famous person around New York. You know, people are kind of more used to it. It's kind of more chill than huh. yeah.
3: before. Do you think that's true with all famous people?
1: I believe probably New York and especially L.A. You're very people – are, people are more chill about it.
3: Yeah, I guess depending on where, too, he was. Yeah. He's like –
1: I don't know about that, though, because
2: I was just at the mall recently, and there's a huge crowd and cameras and everything going nuts over some stupid random guy from some reality show, like some kind of...
3: Don't get me started on reality shows.
2: And they're like, come see The Bachelor making milkshakes at Millions of Milkshakes, and it's your one chance to get so close to a bachelor. And I'm like, (gasps) give me a break. (laughs) Get out of here. That's ridiculous. He's not even a celebrity. They just create celebrities so they can create buzz around celebrities. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It's a living.
2: It's a living.
1: It is a li- <laughs> it's a terrible living, but it's it a, is living. a living.
2: Oh no! All right. So yeah, th- this show is going to be awesome. How long is this running till? Do we have any idea?
1: I uh, know it's going to still be open in April. I mean, Broadway shows are—you got to see if it's doing well. So, and like, I don't think it has a set close date
2: see I would be annoyed like if I planned to come out there to see it and then like like Dan got replaced by some other dude like Dan got tired of doing the part or something.
1: He'd probably be there through at least the summer I think until he has to start doing Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Again for when the last he, time.
3: When would you do Harry Potter stuff?
1: Press and stuff around the Oh through
3: the summer. I thought you said through the summer. And I'm like yeah. and yeah. then I'm like he's not going to be doing Harry Potter later after the summer. <laughs> I was
1: no, no 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 no. <laughs>
2: Do you think no, he's no. gonna just randomly like towards the end of this year just get like sad and like put on his old like hairy costume and was sit in his living room and like do, s- or do spells, in spells in but the air.
1: Listen, <laughs> if Daniel Radcliffe is <laughs> the last ten years crying,
2: I bet everybody at least and probably like. You know, if if Dan just sat around and said, like, Akio, like, drink, like, someone across the room would just throw him a drink just to keep the illusion alive for him that, that will be magic actually, is real.
1: So. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Stuff oh. I.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's enough Harry Potter news. All right. Shall we pop over to a little Harry Potter today? Sure. Yeah. What's new? as a Harry Potter fan 2011 there's a huge big new movement sort of happening um that's been happening there's over the huge, past big year. There's a huge big
1: new movement sort of happening. Yeah, that's my that's my of assessment of it. Okay.
2: Um and it is um a bunch of kids playing quidditch and when i say quidditch i mean like intense like it's a huge college sport it's gaining um, a lot of ground. And it's it's getting hugely popular. Or a it's, lot of sky. <laughs> um <laughs> They're calling it the IQA, the International Quidditch Association. You guys, most of you listening, some of you listening maybe anyway, have heard of this. And um, it's it's a lot of um, colleges have teams, um, their own Quidditch teams, and they meet up and they have these tournaments. And and one such tournament is actually happening out here near me in LA on April 2nd. Uh, I believe uh, UCLA is hosting it. And... um, it's going to be pretty fun if you're in the area. I, I know the Harry Potter Alliance is sending some representatives there, um, as is the big um, Whimsic Alley store to buy all of your um, Harry Potter stuff. And the Remus Lupins we're going to be playing. Some Lupins. The Lupins. The Lupins.
3: So yeah, Lupins. it'll be fun.
2: Check it out. It's on Facebook, I think.
3: Now, I don't know if you know much about it, but um, are they like um I don't know the right word for this. Like making sure all the rules are consistent.
1: Well, it is very true to canon. It's very the snitch is a person and they have a little ball and a pouch on their back. Yeah. And they, it has to be caught.
2: And the snitch, Okay, the, so this
3: the snitch is a person that has like a snitch on their in like mm-hmm.
2: yeah. But it, their, and yeah. this this person is like like an acrobat. So like it's yeah, really very hard. Small light. Yeah. Yeah, so it's super hard to get the snitch because they'll just, like, like squirm out of your grasp or, like, cl- climb up, like, a fence where you can't reach them. <laughs> and it's just funny stuff That's like that. cool.
3: Now, now because of this, are seekers more kind of robust so they can, like, tackle somebody? They're not, like, light. No, they're fast.
1: They have
2: to be I know, fast. but, like, it's they're somebody sprinters. who can
3: actually, like, knock someone over or no? Or is it pretty much
2: There is a lot of knocking over in this. Yeah, like, but
1: the snitch is allowed to screw with you. yeah. And but you're not allowed to do that to the snitch. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? If you're if you're a chaser or if you're a seeker and you're trying to get the snitch, the snitch is allowed to like yeah. knock you in the head or try and like, trip you or something. But you, I don't think you're <laughs> allowed think, to.
0: do that to the snitch. I
2: think the, 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 the snitch can tackle the seeker, but the seeker can't tackle the snitch. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, and the, the snitch cool like rules. stays
1: off the sidelines and comes into the game at yeah t- at, at, at like key moments or something. It's I crazy. Think, I
2: think the, the snitch could actually walk over to Subway if it wanted to. And like eat a sandwich for 10 minutes and then come back and like there's not no, the best idea though probably not because yeah it has to no. run around snitches are we uh, attempting to get a little Quidditch match at leakycon so yes we can...
1: The International Quidditch Association will be at leakycon and we'll be doing some demo games and then um, some real games on the Saturday
2: I really want to try and get a team together of of rockers and podcasters and like all of the old guard. Fandom folks to try and old like guard. get get our butts oh, kicked. All the old guys. Yeah, <laughs> we get our butts kicked by these fresh IQA folks.
1: Yeah, well, it'll be really hot, so probably will happen.
2: I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, funny. it's going to be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, what else is happening in Harry Potter today?
1: Uh, well, there is going to be a great. Wizard Rock show, a big one, at the Duality Ball at Eastern Michigan University. It's going on April 10th, and it will feature some of your favorite bands, including the Wamping Willows, the Moaning Myrtles, Justin Finch, Fletchley, and the Sugar Quills, Snidget, Quickspell, and Seen and Unforeseen, who have never actually uh, Played on stage, so it's at six p.m. on on April tenth. It's ten dollars to go, and the theme is good versus evil. So you have to wear, you know, formal wear, white formal wear if you if you represent the good guys, Dumbledore's army, and black formal wear if you represent the Death Eaters. Which is a cool
3: That's idea. Really actually. cool. I love that, that. Is really cool. Like I would want. To be a good guy, but black is just so much more flattering. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it is. So I,
1: was <laughs> so, like, I, would, I would end up on the bad guy's side. I would, <laughs> I would, I would show
2: up as Snape and just have both outfits on, and just be able to like peel off layers at different parts of the. Night. That would be really
1: cool. <laughs> like uh, ends up yellow. <laughs> yeah,
2: <into the> <laughs> that no. would be fun. So yeah, like this stuff, like events like this, I, I've heard of them happening throughout the country here and there. There was one recently called Hallows and Horcruxes yeah. that a lot I of bands went to. Where was to. that one again? I, I think it was, I want to say Kansas or Iowa or somewhere out there, or maybe even Nebraska, somewhere. Well, like that's that. that's where all the guys went off to, right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. It, it's, it, it's awesome because like basically you have these colleges that have these budgets for their English departments and they put on these events, usually they're fundraisers, and they have the money to fly the bands out to them and put on these big shows and balls, and it's just—it's really fun. Well,
3: that's smart because it's good music that people know. That isn't like you're not dealing with like these high overhead to get people like they can like like it costs them the it costs the people a flight over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, it's just that's really smart. That's cool.
2: Yeah so this one sounds fun in eastern Michigan if you're in the area I don't think you need to be a student or anything um, but uh, yeah you should check it out
0: yeah, you should
2: cool well I think that's all we have for Harry Potter today if you have something happening in your Harry Potter world or anything you want to bring to our attention you can email us at staff at pottercast dot com or um, we might even catch it if you um, tweet at us at uh, at, uh, at pottercast on twitter and we also have a Facebook page you could find just by typing, um, actually, Facebook.com slash podcast. So, lots of ways to get a hold Look of us
1: Or FB.com slash podcast.
2: You can do that now?
1: Yeah, not enough of you are on our Facebook. Yeah, FB expands to Facebook.
2: Oh, very cool.
1: FB.com slash podcast. Yeah. Face and I like, to, I like to hop on there and say things and ask you guys questions and stuff. And we'll be doing that more in the future because it's, it's a nice, quick, easy break in a day to hop on podcast and talk.
2: It is yeah. cool. Yeah. So... I feel like we have way more people getting the show downloaded than we have following us on, on Twitter, Facebook. And Facebook, and Twitter and
1: Facebook. and We're so bad at promoting these things. So no. if you like podcasts, tell a friend about it this week. Yeah. Via Facebook or Twitter.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Thank you, guys. Shall we push
2: on to a little bit of chunk by chunk? It sounds so chunk. gross. <laughs> it sounds like a candy bar. <laughs> it does sound All like right. a candy bar. Hey, we're back here with a little chunk by chunk, formerly known as bit <laughs> by bit, because we are super slow. And this book came out almost three years ago.
3: And what's four, better than four, almost, almost, four almost four years,
2: years ago? Sorry. Job? Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Hey, I've only been on the show for three.
2: <laughs> no, true. Oh, Frankie, <laughs> you're partially I was like, off the hook.
0: Frankie, this the is the
1: only book you've ever talked about on the show. Isn't that suck? Well,
3: Aww. Yes, it does suck. I listened to you guys talk about everything else. So I just have to talk about this. So, like, when we're finished you don't with want to this, Joe again, whatever. When we're finished with <laughs> so. this, does
2: that mean we have to go and do it chunk by chunk for like *Sorcerer's Stone*?
1: I wouldn't be against it to be honest. Yeah, like like three like three shows the mm. whole book.
3: Book by book, book by book. <laughs> <laughs> so series Harry goes to Hogwarts series. and defeats them in a dungeon.
1: They're just getting larger <laughs> and
3: larger, well, bit by bit. Don't you sort of argue that? Like,
2: each book does, split down pretty evenly into three pieces.
3: Maybe
0: not if like we, a movie. If
3: we put it into three acts:
1: um, pre-Hogwarts, Hogwarts, the end. I don't know.
2: What for Deathly uh, Death Hallows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, what's what's in this chunk? All
2: right, well, guys, this is chapter 26, all right? We just left Shell Cottage. We just waved goodbye to that whole crew. We buried Dobby. Super sad, but Harry's never felt more determined. And um, they have, you know, they've been chatting up uh, Griphook um, at Shell Cottage and talking about the plan to break into Gringotts because inside the vault of Bellatrix Lestrange is perhaps a horcrux. And... They're going to go sneak into Gringotts because apparently it's, it's easy enough for, for them to do. And uh, they're going to steal the cup.
1: Can I be the first one to say it? Worst, least thought out plan ever? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they spend months, weeks planning and planning and planning. And they, they forget the most basic of things, which is like the, the Bellatrix's wand. You can't just say you have Bellatrix's wand. Everybody knows on, on the Death Eater side, you know.
0: Well
3: that see, she I was, would think that like I would I think they would get excited at the fact that they have Bellatrix's because especially if she's gonna dress like Bellatrix, and she have a right, wand. But, it's like, hey, we're real. Right,
1: but the big problem they had is that all the Death Eaters know that her wand was taken from her mm-hmm. by Voldemort. She wouldn't be out with her wand. But So how can they think they, they would have realized
2: that? What, why would the goblins know?
1: The goblins didn't know it was what's his face that they met at the at the bank.
3: But they didn't plan uh, on meeting him, right?
1: No, but even Harry says to himself like I can't believe they didn't realize that of course it would be odd for Bellatrix to be out and, you know, forgiven for what happened at Malfoy Manor. Yeah. But like, like nobody ever checked that the people that they were transforming into were enjoying the same status they were last time. That's a big thing to mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess, maybe.
3: I think it's a big thing in like for me that would have been a big thing in hindsight. I don't think I ever would have realized that that maybe that's that's my character, that's me, not you
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that Death Eater referring to is Travers, Travers, um, right? Who we've seen a few times before, and uh, Travers definitely was aware that um, that uh, you know they had been confined to the to the the Malfoys because of uh, you know how they just had let. Um, Harry and everybody and Dobby e- e- escape, and all that. So, so they were basically grounded or something. <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> they basically were. No, honestly, they were. Voldemort. Yeah,
2: that's a great way of putting. Voldemort's yeah. like, you guys stay put. You're worthless.
1: <laughs> 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 You're just making it worse. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down. Have
3: <laughs> to do everything
1: myself. I mean, like they don't. Like Harry was at Malfoy Manor. Harry knows Voldemort's like being protective of. The Horcree, horcree Excuse me. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: he doesn't think that maybe that maybe the the stranger's vault might be flagged for a break in.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be I would be pretty concerned about about the vault if I was them. So,
3: but I guess I would be most disappointed in Hermione in this case because she's the only one that would think so that way. Yeah, mm. exactly. Because the other ones don't.
2: Well, see, here's the other thing too: is that we have. Someone else in this Merry Crew, we have, we have Griphook with them on this whole attempt. So that might have probably gave them like a false sense of security and confidence. Because they would think, well, if Griphook says it's cool. Then we're probably going to be okay. I mean, Do you think
1: they even needed to impersonate Bellatrix? Because if they could just imperio a goblin, wouldn't a goblin get them to the vault the same?
2: I mean, is there protections as- that only Bellatrix's wand or whatever could...
1: Yeah, there's Get the thief's through. downfall, which Griphook should have known about, but but they don't use Bellatrix as wand for anything yeah. specifically.
3: That's true. Well, I mean, is there? Huh? Um,
1: it just occurred to me that maybe they didn't actually need could, a Bellatrix.
3: Could, could you Imperius a Goblin? They did. Which one the did imperius? they Imperius? Fog Rod. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. But. Would, I may, they would probably need to put uh, – they would need to discuss themselves with somebody just to get close. They couldn't just Imperius everybody they bump into. Like that was a last resort no, for him to do
1: that. But maybe like, you know, like the Million Charm, whatever.
3: But then like the, the Goblin would have to escort them to that, that vault for a reason, right?
1: Unless he was under Imperius and was doing whatever you told him to do.
3: But I mean like wh- wouldn't other Goblins notice? Like why is this Goblin going to maybe? This- You know what I mean? Like maybe to to get through there, quote unquote, for the goblin to go somewhere
1: to even access that fault. But maybe you can just have him go. You know, you can just direct. I I just, I just feel like maybe you didn't need a Bellatrix. This wasn't the best. It's not the. It's not the best laid plan.
2: No,
3: no, no,
1: my here.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's very dramatic to have Hermione be Bellatrix again. It's cool.
3: It's cool, and and it makes sense because we like. We're I I don't know I'm only challenging this now because we're focusing on it so like the minutiae of it rather than just list, like reading the book through like reading it through I'm like all right that's cool whatever yeah. i like oh crap Bellatrix oh no they're gonna they're wand I'm the light into a nineteen forties movie oh no. oh no oh no see yeah oh, no no get me out of here see um,
2: <laughs> um well we 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 skipped over something rather interesting Well, oh. At least a little interesting, is that uh when they when they operated into to Diagon Alley here, it's completely different.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. There's wanted posters yeah.
2: for them up everywhere. Undesirable number one. And it's like it's like the Death Theatres just took over everything.
3: That was that's sad. Like all like the
2: mm-hmm.
3: like the witches and wizards without wands is kinda like they're kinda like Beggars, it was yeah. weird. Do you know, yeah. it, would be a, it
2: would be really cool. It just occurred to me if, for like Halloween at the Wizarding World in Orlando, if they made it look like yeah. the theaters took over,
3: that'd be amazing. Oh, that would be cool, like for Halloween or something, yeah, yeah,
2: because they, they do a big Halloween thing at Universal. And horror nights. Yeah, I don't know if they've done it. They did it oh, last year, that's but brilliant. imagine if they had like, like Hogwarts. They
1: should. I wish they were that they were spoiling past book four in that in that alley. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
3: Oh, that's right. Because what what era does the uh, the line take place in? Up to book four.
1: Uh, Triwizard tri- Tournament.
3: Yeah, oh, that's right. That's where they really can.
2: Yeah. They may eventually bend their rules, especially after a sure. year or two after the movies are out done and everything. Like, it's going to play with they it. They have to do things to make it even more exciting.
3: That'd be cool. Like A good promotion for them is to do like a seven-year thing where can we talk one about- year it would be like year one, year two, year three, all the way through the books. that would be fun.
1: I agree with you. But yeah. let's talk about the. This is why we're not through. Comp- uh, that's, that's true. Episodes. We
3: need to get through this junk. That was a John,
2: good idea, though. This it John, is a good idea. You should,
1: we'll pass it on, Jay,
2: to yeah. whoever we can find. Yes. <laughs>
1: so so, her, what do we think about Hermione's impression of Bellatrix?
2: <laughs> that's got to be pretty tough.
3: She did, She's such a trooper. She they would is. Be nowhere, like, they would be nowhere without her. She's yeah,
2: like, yeah, Hermione's awesome. And she, I mean, she has was just like, you know... Just got tortured by, uh, yes. by her recently, and so to be to be, her. to be playing her so so soon yeah. afterwards is pretty crazy. So she must yeah. you know be able to Im- recall enough to impersonate
3: her pretty well at that point. And even when imagine- she polyjuiced her, they talked about how she just tasted horrible. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: And how? Just imagine having to inhabit that. Oh God, the person who just tortured you, and the revulsion, and having to see the world through her eyes. And like she treats that that Muggleborn in Diagon Alley like like filth. She has to. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah, and how yeah. and how how incongruent with Hermione's character that is. You know. Yeah. Like basically, like kicking herself. Yeah, oh, that's right.
1: sucks. So okay, the big the big. The big gap for me is that Griphook doesn't tell them about Thieves' Downfall.
2: Yeah. The Griphook here <laughs> is really confusing to me. Really shady. Because Griphook I mean, would know all about all of these protections.
1: Yeah. Griphook is the one who escorted them to the Sorcerer's Stone thing back in Book 1. So yeah. he obviously has access to the highest security vaults. So he, for them not to tell them about Thieves' Downfall is either a glaring oversight on his part or part of his plan to get them caught and take the sword and run.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that. Which is
1: so, it's so short, so short sighted. You get Harry Potter caught. You're such an idiot. Cause for goblins is it's, it's the worst for goblins. Yeah. He the was just tortured at these people's hands.
2: Do these goblins not think that if Harry and all them fail and Voldemort and all them are in charge, that the goblins will be able to just keep running things as usual in their bank. Like no way in hell. No and all that, all they're worried about is who owns stupid some piece of treasure or some nonsense. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, it's silly. It goes. It's interesting because it it really does go into line with like the goblin character, the the culture, and how like it makes sense that um how it was like he was so like reserved with Harry when they were talking about the plans and stuff. Like how why would you do that? Like why would you bury him? Like, why don't you use magic? Like, he was so confused. So, like, it, it makes sense on one level because it's – for him to be all jump in would be so against, like, his culture, quote-unquote, because they've been so oppressed, quote-unquote.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's – Yeah, a
1: it's, a, it's, a, it's a long history of oppression and so you can understand it. And he was, like, on the – teetering on the, brick of, the brink of trusting him.
3: Because and what he did helping them break in yeah. in his eyes was a huge – High like it's yeah. just like whoa! Like he did something that was totally against his character and culture, like ridiculously against it. So like
1: and and, in it, his in his culture, he could be totally. I mean, he could be made an outcast for that. The what part of their code is that they they protect the secrets, the treasures that are buried in Gringotts, and he just allowed violators in.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's
1: kind of a big thing for him. So maybe it was maybe it was important that he be seen to be alerting the other goblins to. Mm-hmm. Their yeah, presence. I
3: mean that could be. Part of just maybe he couldn't help it, or
2: yeah, he just definitely wasn't was playing playing on the same team he was playing on like a little bit of a different he was playing on his own team pretty much, like they and wanted some know, of the same things, but at the end of the day he was just out for, out for himself.
1: himself, but you know for somebody who who a pre- who knows claims to know these objects and have a claim on them and have total ownership over them. He shows vast misunderstanding of how the Gryffindor sword works.
2: Well, I wonder, like, I was just thinking about this. Is all all of the, the magic and enchantments that that sword has, did it come at the time that it was created by goblins, or did it come when Godric or whatever other wizards might have put enchantments upon this instrument themselves.
3: Well, the sword was was smithed with the ability to absorb things that only make it stronger. That's and just so, like,
1: all goblin-made stuff.
3: Okay. Okay, that's goblin. That's all goblin-made stuff or the sword? That's
1: gob- goblin-made uh, metal. It imbibes only that which strengthens it and it repels okay. everything else.
3: So, like, basically, they made the potential for it to have all that power. Uh-huh. And so I would argue that he might not oh. know... That's the intricacies really cool. of it because the, he just created, like, you know, the potential rather oh. than the actual magic in each one.
2: Yeah, well, then then all of those years that that sword has existed around the people that it's existed with, it has an opportunity to absorb so many different powers.
3: Especially mm-hmm. with it, like, with an intentional enchantments and charms that the founders probably put on it. Yeah. Or at least Godric put on it. I don't know if the other founders had hands in the other objects.
1: I don't know if it absorbs enchantments which strengthen it it absorbs substances which strengthen mm-hmm. it i think an enchantment you probably have to put on it well
3: that's what i'm saying like no i'm just like, saying
1: john said over the years
3: oh yeah, yeah. but i mean like the people who did put enchantments on it since its nature is to absorb it already mm-hmm. like given it's given with that intention behind it even like it would absorb it i don't know more effectively quote-unquote if that's even possible but it's a fun idea to think.
2: About. If you put like phoenix tears on the sword, would that make the sword have the yes.
0: ability
3: of phoenix tears?
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, it would have phoenix tears in it. But I don't know and why you'd want to have the sword it that again. keep.
3: Because then you'd cut somebody and wouldn't hurt them. But
1: <laughs> if you, but if you imbibe it with phoenix tears, will that wash away the basilisk venom that's inside it? Yeah, would
2: it cancel it out? Who knows? Would
1: it cancel it out.
2: And then in the Chamber of Secrets video game, <laughs> you use the sword. As, and it shoots lightning bolts out of it to kill Does the it? basilisk. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, which Does I th- thought was so weird. It's ridiculous. They, it's a- they made <laughs> yeah. a huge compromise for the gameplay of what this
3: sword's all about. And well, they didn't it, know that when they made the video game. It looked like... It was just a sword with magic.
2: It looked like force lightning <laughs> coming out of it, like Star Wars style. It's crazy. So, Yeah. Anywho,
3: backtracking. Uh, our our friend.
1: Okay, so what do we think about all the charms inside the vault? The Geminio charm, which we had everything multiplying.
3: Wait, remember when um, you guys were talking about um, this is before was on the show, but when the when the British version of the cover got um yeah. released, <laughs> yeah. and you guys were talking about like whose hand is that? Is that Dobby's hand? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, it's oh, Bobby, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Um, and then so I remember very excited reading this. To get to understand like what was going on and like why they right. were all like because like the the Jimino like that was the duplicating charm right that yes it just yeah made the heat, the heat up
1: no it's just another charm
3: I know which one would... made it heat up
1: I don't think there was a charm I think it just they explained that uh, that, that 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 they the heat
3: okay because like when they would touch it like they become red hot and then oh they... I
1: think you know what I think it was the charm I think it was the charm too they multiply and become steering
3: hot yeah yeah so like I know the I know the the multiply tron we've seen in the past in book uh, earlier in this book when they when they duplicate the um, the the locket. Yeah. When Hermione does that to duplicate the locket.
1: That I mean, think about how painful that is. I'm, I,
0: if that was, was real,
1: hell. yeah. I don't think people would survive that. Metal is hot,
2: like it's yeah. a huge conductor. Gold and then whenever is an you kind of like conductor
3: when it fall, when the other ones expand to knock stuff over and to touch you, it just. Like, it's yeah. just like yeah. it squares it. You, you know, does suffocate. it doesn't it's you like 2 and 4 becomes 16, 16 become boom. Yeah. That would be yeah, it's I, bad. Don't I don't know
2: how they survived that. And of course Harry has a little moment of saving Griphook's life cuz you Of course. Cuz of course Griphook, you know. You're going to have one more shot at recognizing how good a guy Harry is as he saves your life but then you can go ahead and just be a jerk and you know, run off.
1: That's Harry. He never, even, anyone, uh, down to the end of the book, he does not leave anyone in the lurch, even if it means his own life. And that's, that's a hero. He was gonna, he was gonna save, freaking Crabbe and Goyle, after all. we're not there yet. All right. (laughs) So, they look like, they look like they're done for. I mean, the goblins are encroaching, the wizards are encroaching, everybody knows they're there, and Harry has a burst of inspiration. Mm Mm-hmm. He... Everybody hops on the dragon. Release, the dragon. Do, Release the dragon. They bust out, dude. They bust out of that bank in the most badass way, humanly possible, yeah. on the yeah. back of a
0: dragon. Blessing it's amazing.
2: On a poor little half-blind dragon, we probably dragon. We probably won't even be able to find its way home. Where do you think that dragon went afterwards?
3: Was, Romania, married yeah, Alberta. Was like he went to build a compass. Wait, not Charlie. Get them back.
1: Poor dragon. Do you remember all, all the theories at the time that it was Draco in Adam uh, Yes. I never liked that
0: That it was I never that one that type of idea. dragon that
1: had milky eyes. No, I never liked that idea.
3: Yeah. that it,
1: There was like one description of a dragon that had milky eyes and so it was that one, mm-hmm. the yeah. Antipodean opal eyes. right, yeah. yeah
3: I that. I <laughs> Do you remember that. That, that? You guys, I, that? That's the one you guys are really kind of keen on. on. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, whatever.
1: And then there was all discussions about what antipodes are and stuff,
3: and it had nothing to do with anything. We were such (laughs) nerds.
1: (laughs) Were? Okay. All righty. Hey, guys, we just did like a whole chapter. Pretty
2: good, you guys.
1: We have a shot at getting through this before LeakyCon. We're
2: going to do it. So next time I'm scheduling two chapters as a chunk. All right. It's going to be good. (laughs) So you guys listening, you know what's next. We're up to chapter 27 and chapter 28. So... Go ahead and read with us. Send us some of your thoughts on those chapters to the usual spot. staff at Pottercast.com in your email and Facebook.com slash Pottercast and Twitter at Pottercast. Basically, Pottercast on everything. And, yeah, anything you
0: can think of. Except go to stop, every link.
2: stop friending us on MySpace. I don't understand why I get 10 friend requests on Pottercast every day on MySpace. I'm not Somebody back Somebody needs to create...
1: In. Somebody needs to create an FEA podcast on Tumblr.
2: Oh yeah, FEA Podcast Tumblr. on Tumblr. Yeah, it would be cool. Somebody else should do it. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: no I think of like let's protocol just, is you're not
2: allowed show. to have your to create your own FEA channel, which is kind of you know whatever. F-E-A.
1: we have LeakyCon owns the Fiat LeakyCon one because we want Oh it.
2: you guys. You can't you just F-E-A? admitted that.
3: It's um
0: F-E-A. it's like a like, f- It's like yeah, a fan. Frankie. No, oh, f-, f-, f.
3: Yeah. Okay. At least it f- effia. Yeah. I'm like, what's effia? Yeah. Yeah? No. But they don't she use just, the word f. They use the real word. F- effia yeah is like like bottled water. Sometimes
1: they use the real word, but the pod, the leaky con one is is the regular one. E f f. Is the is the is the e f f. Is actually f- it's just f.
2: Like like effing these
0: effing owls.
1: Effing owls. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: I saw a Alrighty. funny quote from Joe recently that said something like it was a hard time arguing with my editors about being able to include swear think- words because uh, Ron in particular is certainly the kind of boy who would swear a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ron would swear a lot. That's pretty funny. He would.
2: Uh, all right. Well, let's do a little kenning conjuring, you guys.
3: Yay! Oh, I love so much. Make me so happy.
2: <laughs> all righty. Um, I'll go ahead and and read this first one here. Uh, we have so many of these because we tweeted recently from the Pottercast account for you guys to give us some of your conundrums. so a couple of these here came out of our email, though, so I'll get to these first. Um, what do you guys think about the Imperious Curse? Is the person being controlled limited to their own physical and mental abilities or to the caster's abilities? Could you theoretically cast the imperious curse on a person who has no experience with something like chess, for example, and tell them to win a match or to win a gymnastics competition with no training?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Mm, that's a very good one.
3: I would – okay, I have an idea, but I'll let you guys talk first. Sorry. You, you go ahead, Frank. I always jump in. Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. Doodles. This is what you're supposed to be doing. I know, I know, but um, I always get excited with kind of conundrums. I would argue – that it depends on the amount of attention and focus that the the caster puts on it. Because like with Harry, when he imperious somebody, he just told him like to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they went away. So that's something that they're left to their own devices. If the Imperious person's like say is like let's say there's a chess match and there's someone sitting behind a curtain, like, watching them play, he could say that, that I means that person would have to be engaged in the chess match. Like so instead of him telling telling him to play chess, he's telling him to Move the pawn, move mm-hmm. the pawn to that square, and so like in that regard, then no, I, th- I think it would be left to their own mental capacity. And so like if it's a chess player who's like really good at it, you can just tell him to like you imperious him go play chess to this guy that I'm supposed to play chess with, and he'd be fine. He could come back and play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I don't think and you so- can force more mental power or skill than they have, like or muscular power. You can't yeah, just tell like- them win the Olympics. Okay, sure.
2: Yeah, like you can't tell someone to fly if a human can't fly. How about this?
1: I don't think you can do something that is dependent on somebody else than who you're imperiousing. So the chess match depends on how good the other person is. The Olympics depend on how good everybody else is. But you can tell them, try to do a somersault or do a somersault. And even if they crack their head open, they're going to try and do a somersault. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So maybe you could could even like, imperious someone to like fly off a cliff. And they would think that they could, and they'd run off a cliff, and they would just drop. Yeah, exactly. But, like, so... Well, then, that's it,
1: actually almost in the book, when he says, you know, what if I told you to jump out the window?
2: Yeah. Because, like, obviously, if it was more powerful than that, then, like, you could have had Albus saying Imperius Harry to kill Voldemort. And he'd be able to do it, because he was Imperius, right. too. Right. Or, like, Imperius... It's also too easy. Like, yeah. Im- and too Imperius the Death Eater to, like, chop off the head of Voldemort in his sleep. Like yeah. that probably actually should could have been doable, <laughs> come to think of it. But
1: could have been. I think Voldemort's probably pretty Imperious proof. I don't know which, I don't know what you think.
2: Well no, if you Imperious one of his death eaters to sneak up oh. on, on, on Voldemort. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: but do you think okay. Voldemort in all of his mind like abilities would be able to tell instantly if someone mm-hmm. around him was imperious? Uh,
1: no, um, because uh there are there are some people I think who are imperious that he didn't know about. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah,
3: well, and like I would argue that it would probably be really hard to Imperius Snape because Snape was so good at aquamans and that type and that type of charms. You know,
2: I love the fact that that like would be a defense against the Imperius curse is your uh, uh, ability to block your mind.
3: I think it would be right.
2: I mean, it is a curse. Like, it's not like... because like
3: H- Harry was able to break out of it. And that that was the that was a big yeah. deal in book four, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, because it was and like I loved in book four when we got to he- hear the other side of that spell mm-hmm. and how it, he was just relaxed, like just give in. And it's not a thing of torture; it's the opposite. It's like you you just kind of like you make them compromise on a mental level, like okay, whatever. And then they realize, wait, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like it's kind of like a it's usurping some basic tendencies. I don't know. It's just like I would even argue that maybe. Lockhart would be difficult to um, to like to with legitimens and Occlumency and like and uh, that kind of stuff because he was so adept to memory charms. Like that was his field. That yeah. was his focus. And so like he just understood how to like steal memories, put memories in place, and just get, get people to like not speak up. You know, because like he was publishing books about it. So like if somebody had some sort of memory charm and like this is their story about killing a werewolf or whatever. They'd be like, hey, that's me. Like so they'd want to speak up. But he's his charm was probably so efficient to the fact that they didn't like seeing their story retold didn't spark it. Or would like that make sense?
1: Yeah. I think so.
3: Anyway, sorry. I'm with you. I'm on a tangent. Let's go to the
0: next one.
2: <laughs> well, Frankie, you will <laughs> like the next one because um, people really loved her conversation last week our last episode about uh, portraits. And um painting them and creating them and you know all of those limitations and rules so someone here named Catherine suggests that you know in in our regular world here in order to create a very good likeness of someone you need to know that person like writing a biography you have to do your research you need to spend time with the person to understand their personality and this is what is going to be the difference between a good likeness and a great portrait then uh, when you are in the process of creating the artwork, you need the person there you cannot solely rely on photographs this is some some uh she mm. she paints and everything, so this is her opinion of cool uh, She's painting portraits so do you think does that sound right to you frankie would that do you think that that would have anything to do with uh
3: when painting a portrait it, you you would have to i love the idea of the concept of like Painting a portrait is more like painting a wizarding portrait is more like writing a biography, and if you're gonna if you have the resource like of knowing that person, you want to interview them like I love that concept, yeah, mm-hmm. and I would think that painting a picture it'd just be a picture rather than being able to imbue yeah. like personality traits in
1: yeah i'd like her to I'd like her to expand on that in her writings yeah, you know
2: portrait. There's, there's on a couple,
1: website or something
2: a couple other. Um, kind of conclusion things about portraits. People wanted to know, like, can you have a relationship, or what's the extent of the relationship you can have with the portraits? Because when you think about how the headmaster's office has portraits of all the other headmasters, and you can talk to them and get them to do things, do you think that, like, you know, the headmaster gets advice and counsel with the previous headmaster portraits? In oh,
3: I'm positive they do, right? Yeah. That's the point. Just like the... Just like the like the fat lady, we have, like she watches over the kids. She's definitely a person. She's not just, just a canvas.
2: Yeah. So so then, knowing that and knowing how there's like a freaking statue set up in Godric's Hollow for Harry's parents and all that, then there's got to be portraits of them. You would think.
3: The his parents? Yeah. yeah. I don't think his parents. There's portraits of his parents.
1: Probably. Probably nobody had. Probably nobody. I don't had think the it's ability. easy
3: magic to do. Like yeah. the fact that we're at, like, like these portraits are at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft Wizardry. The the there are significant people. Not everybody has a portrait. If they had money, they had a portrait. Or they were a certificate a significant contributor to like Wizarding Society. They had a portrait. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think it's easy to make a portrait. I think it would be very expensive, very difficult to do. But so I mean, someone so anybody.
2: important to the Wizarding world. As as the the Potters, well, Harry's sacrifice and none.
3: everything, but they didn't see them as sacrifice. They saw them as victims, not martyrs. Mm. I would argue, but
2: yeah. well, there's there's so much to be written about and to be for Joe to tell us about what she thinks. Yeah, of, of all of this.
3: I mean, I we would love put it out if they a, had like a, a list portrait. of
1: things that we want her to talk yeah. about.
2: Because it would ha- have huge okay. implications, the idea of, like, what Harry would have done after things calmed down with Voldemort. Like, would he have tried to strike up a relationship with his parents through portraits or some nonsense? Or try I mean, to teach that, his kids.
1: That's just, that's just wrong.
3: See, I, I would argue that he probably wouldn't want to do that. Because it's not his real no. parents. It's not like a reminder. It's like a tease, you know. It is, a te- but I guess it's kind of like, say, if you never met your, like, your mother or your father, and you found their journal, it'd be that'd be great to read through the journal. Yeah. Um. So maybe.
1: But then again, it's also presenting a portrait that you not maybe aren't necessarily getting the full picture. And then, do you want that portrait? You know.
0: Yeah. You
2: know what would be interesting is if you had, if someone like say uh, a um, artist. Who wanted to paint a portrait of of someone in a bad light? Like the idea that you have to really know the person, right? So, what if you painted the person in a purposefully like different way, like a really mean, like serious black from someone that would have painted a portrait of serious black, thinking he was a criminal?
3: Well, I think the fact that you get to know the person and the magic would invoke the true person. It's not like I don't. You don't get to paint him to be like oh. I'm going to paint Dumbledore just to be nice. You know, I'll, once you paint Dumbledore, who Dumbledore is mm. the essence of who he is, will just manifest. What if you like, painted if you, if a really a fat scene, version of him? John. See, and then it wouldn't be him, but then it know, wouldn't it's work? like planting a watermelon seed and hoping an apple grows. It's like, no, if you're planting, if you're plant to a seed, it. like it's going to be what it is mm-hmm. or it's not going to be what it is. Like,
1: But then again, like how did Dumbledore's portrait appear so quickly after he died?
2: Unless it was I just ready to go,
1: do you think there's just a charm? You think it's not actually painted at all? You think it's just a charm that creates a portrait?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would, I, me as an artist would love to think that it's painted, just because that's just me. Um, and whether it's painted or not, like the charm would have to be extremely complicated, right? Regardless, whether it's with a paintbrush or just with a magic wand. And so I would imagine that any, like, part of the initiation, part of being a, a headmaster. That's just part of it, you know. I mean? And he yeah. was headmaster for so long. Like I would like Umbridge didn't have a portrait in there because she wasn't a true headmaster. She well, but she said Joe said that it office. was the
1: headmaster's office that locked her out properly. It I wasn't was, even yeah. so. There must be just like charms, a crazy amount of charms and such around the headmaster's office. Yeah, and and, head, well, and the,
3: Hogwarts is just remember Hogwarts is pretty much alive. It's a character. Yeah. It's very sentient. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's probably sentient as much as a wand is sentient. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I saying it right, sentient? Do, do you think that there's Same.
2: like a ceremony involved in making a new headmaster that the castle has to be a part of?
3: I would love it if that's the case. I would like. I still I would, like to see all their ceremonies, like yeah, graduation and then like a new headmaster. Like it'd be great if it, if headmasters didn't always because didn't die right. He just he he stepped down and Dumbledore stepped up. Right. I don't
1: think we're ever told.
3: Like I would love it if it's not a life vocation. Like if it's just like I think it's life if you want it. Yeah, you
1: know.
3: that's true. And Dumbledore would probably do it for life. Well, he did. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, he, if his life wasn't cut short by that curse. Yes. Is there any more?
2: Yeah. Um, we have one, from, do one more. from Angela. wants to know, considering how critical Ron and Hermione were to Harry's life, she's curious um, if they too will be remembered as important historical figures at Hogwarts yes. later in life or after death. Yes.
3: I would think so, but they're gonna I would see it. If, it, if it didn't.
1: Could you imagine Harry coming to give special lessons on defense against guards?
2: Aww. Uh,
3: That'd yeah, be great. Be awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: out, Hermione was a lawyer, right? Hmm?
3: Hermione, um was a wizarding law- lawyer.
1: Yeah, she yeah. worked for the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. I can't imagine they're not already on chocolate frog cards.
3: Oh, they would have to be. Oh, they'd be on chocolate <laughs> frog cards for sure, I'd imagine. But I, for okay. some reason, I could see... After a while, they would, like them fading from the limelight. No, I wouldn't want that to happen.
1: This is the only real threat their community remembers, because it does have to do with Grindelwald, you know. So it's really the one giant threat, and and Harry defeated it in such a huge way with everybody around that it's not. That's the story that's not going to get forgotten.
2: I think Harry would have wanted to tell the story, and even even in the same way that they could write the story. And and vindicate uh, Albus too, um, yeah. Because you know he, they had that terrible version oh. of his life out there. So to put out a book that had the real story and to tell the world how they did it, then Harry would be super flattering to Ron and Hermione about all of their contributions. And oh yeah, they would be they'd be huge hero characters in those
1: Yeah, thing. but I think Harry's a bit like Joe in that they don't really want. To glorify themselves in any way and so i don't think i think he would even he wouldn't want to do that he wouldn't want to take really take part in interviews and such like that guaranteed a, a month after the battle reader skater has a book guaranteed
3: yeah. oh that'd be so great to read her oh, i didn't even think yeah. of that harry potter a hero
1: or what uh so yeah maybe Oh, yes Oh yes.
3: Money. Like I could, I could see it. Fine. Like the, it would be hilarious if she finally paints him in a positive light now, because it's like there's no room for error. She's like, and and but claiming that she always knew.
1: Like, right, and the and hero I knew he all the years would be. and how close they are and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, like the hero I knew he always would be. By yeah, he, yeah. By, like, Rita well, revision of history.
2: Because right. I think, like at the end of the day, Rita Skeeter is she just trying to? be a, a prick, or is she just yeah trying to sell the most books? So yes, if everybody slow. is of the opinion that they like Harry, they want to read a book that's going to be favorable to Harry. So
3: Well, it's just like, bad news always, like, controversy always sells more than good news, but this is a circumstance where it's such a unique case that, okay, good news is yeah. going to be better.
2: People's lives were saved. Their towns were, were saved. <laughs> so... People definitely want to hear all about it. I'm sure there was Harry merchandise like crazy.
3: I don't know. Was it? Do you think they have Harry merchandise?
2: I bet. I didn't no. think Wizards did that. I mean, do you think that like they just said, oh,
3: cool, Harry, thanks for all that.
2: All right, let's move on with their lives.
1: I'm sure they're giving like benefit dinners in his honor forever.
3: Yeah, yeah I think like that kind of <laughs> stuff. But I don't know about like Harry t-shirts and stuff. Because I don't, that didn't make, no, like, I don't they're, think like, they're like they're a sports hero.
1: Yeah, I don't think they really like that. I, don't I wish know. he went and be I wish he went and played Quidditch instead of went into the or at least had some time to play Quidditch and you know. Yeah, a lot of him have some fun.
3: Uh I think Quidditch was probably I think the biggest thing with Quidditch for him was his connection to his father. And but he
1: was he was really good though. He was one of the best players I ever had.
3: Oh I know, but I'm just saying like a big thing for him, because he was just naturally talented at Quidditch. I but for him as an individual, it was just such a tie to his father and now achieving what he did and having his own family he kind of grew up a little bit and doesn't need quidditch as much as he did when he was a child
2: I forget did anybody in Harry's like class or anything go on to play quidditch? Ginny
1: that's Ginny. Ginny Ginny did Holyhead had harpies
2: oh, I bet he just loved watching
3: her play then
1: yeah well,
2: that's I true that. I could
3: see that too just kind of like wouldn't want to play and take that that's my girl. away from it yeah that's my girl yeah 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 for sure that's cute I that's like that <laughs> Alright, well we're in the wrap up here now anyway drums, yeah. The drums. Drums. Melissa, what did you want to tell me in the drums?
1: So, um, today, well, anyway, for a couple days now, there's been this cat outside my apartment. And it's it's nearly black, but it's all brown when you get close, but it looks like a black cat from far away. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful and likes me a lot. And whenever I come outside, I, I, I go, you know, and it comes over and rubs my leg and whatever, right? So, I'm in my apartment tonight, and... Or today, it was light out, and I hear... All right? Well, first of all, this cat is... It's got that dark, dark, dark um, body and glowing green eyes. Like, I swear to God, they could light a room. They're so nice. bright. It's beautiful, this cat. So I hear this loud, like, barking. And I go, and I run to the window, and there's a dog and the and the cat are tussling and i'm so scared for this cat cuz it's a big dog you know and so the owner of the dog is yelling for the for the um to leave the cat alone right so i'm watching and the cat attacks the dog what the dog was the dog goes running down. it was the opposite i was assuming that the dog was attacking the cat but it was the cat Attacking the the dog. (laughs) The dog was scared for his life. The dog would not come back on the side of the street. The cat was just like just standing in front of the in front of the building, just just like ready to pounce. Just like uh huh, uh huh, bring it. Uh huh. You want to get in
0: here?
1: Hilarious. I'm like man, man. Feral cats just much just must like me. I just (laughs) must attract.
2: That's hilarious. So wrapping things up here um, We had a couple emails from you guys From the previous show uh, Apparently we talked a little bit About um, how random the character Nigel was In, uh, in, in the movies um, The little, little young kid Nigel Apparently there is a character in the books um, In Order of the Phoenix A second year that Fred and George are comforting Because he had been in detention with Umbridge And his name was Nigel
1: Okay but uh, when, oh. when does Nigel first make an appearance In the movies? Movie what? Two? I think
2: it was no, four. Nigel
1: wasn't... In- no, I don't think it was four. Doesn't he bring Ron something in the Great Hall? Yeah,
2: like, he's like,
3: thank you, Nigel. Is that- uh, oh, oh well, there I don't think five. It- That's not the same Nigel, is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, how many kid.
3: Nigels does it need to be- I don't know. If it was, like, it's probably book five. I don't think... Yeah, I think it was four, and then five was when
2: he started becoming part of the DA with them. So yeah, Nigel's canon apparently. So, cool. Cool. He's misplaced, Ken. Um, something else you guys have been writing in, writing in about is we talked a lot about how in the world Hagrid's wand sh- is functioning under that umbrella, knowing oh that's right can't they
3: can repair it. They brought us some good points though.
2: Yeah, well the the main primary point is that it might have been uh, the Elder Wand that fixed the that fixed this wand, um, and Dumbledore being the, the, the owner of it at the time. Would have had the Elder Wand and would have been able to fix it for, for Hagrid.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: I don't
3: well, that's know. What Harry, Harry did it? Hey, Harry,
1: I know, but so I just don't know if Dumbledore would have done it.
3: Why wouldn't or it, if, if or
1: if he have knew. if He
3: knew it
2: was the Elder Wand. Dumbledore's like, or, or he knew, but it could do that. I don't
1: know. Maybe. Listen, if there is an explanation, that's it. Yeah. That, you
3: know? Okay. That's we put it. In. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for writing, well, I guys. thought that was a really good um, insight when someone said that. I was like... I yeah. got it tweeted at me a few times and then I saw it all over our, our comments on our, our, on Pottercast Facebook. And I was like, ah, it's, it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, so. Very smart.
1: Yeah. You should go, we should go ask this stuff on the Pottercast Facebook. to should get into the discussions and stuff on the Pottercast Facebook.
3: Yeah.
2: Like. Like a, a yeah. Friend.
1: We are, um, we're well, well over the point where we can offer, um, people the leaving feast. We can't feed so many people. So, um, if you from now on there's no food included in registration, sorry about that, but that's just we just can't. <laughs> it's just no there's just no room. Um, tickets are going super fast, so if 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 you have been waiting for some silly reason, you need to get them. It doesn't matter if you know people on Leaky, once we're out of tickets, we're out of tickets, so don't wait.
2: This is um, for what? LeakyCon. Oh right, yeah, LeakyCon, sure.
1: Um my guess is in two months we're gonna have to shut it. Wow! I know. That's how. That's how fast they're going. It's, it's kind of nuts, yeah. <laughs> and, and intimidating, and awesome. But um, our park yeah. event's going to be massive. Yeah, it's going to be a large park. There's going to be lines. No. <laughs> Shh.
2: An hour wait for the Forbidden Journey. Just no, 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 no. folks. No.
1: Even even if we had three thousand people in the park, yeah, that would still be less than half of what capacity usually is at the park. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's still okay. But yeah. This is, yeah, it's going to (laughs) be... And we're going to have those tickets soon. We're still working out the contract details, whatever. But very soon, we're going to be able to offer you um, a ticket to our park event, which will be um, at least it's going to have to start at $110 for um, access because um, that's the mo- that's what it's costing us. Um, it's per person, and then there's, there's food. So how it's going to work is when you have that ticket, you're allowed in the park from 2 p.m. onwards that day. Though so you should definitely be back at the hotel for the opening ceremonies. It's all tied in. It's all part of our park event. Um, So even if you're hanging out in the park earlier, come back to the Royal Pacific for that. And then... We, we, we're going to head over to the park probably around 8.30, but we'll all start going over. And then from 9 o'clock on, they start getting rid of everybody who's not leaky from that area of the park, anybody who's not doesn't have the proper identification. And then it's ours. And there's no, if you went to Infinitus, we had this whole thing in a in a, in a theater beforehand. That's not happening. We're going to have uh, the park uninterrupted for about four and a half hours. Yay, um
2: golden queue
1: no holding queue it's going to be it's going to be fantastic and we have a lot of great stuff planned Um, and so that's great and then if you want additional tickets for other days we will have a a deep discount on those tickets Uh, something like more than 15% off the what you would be able to get on them elsewhere Um, and we'll have like a two day two park pass and a one day one park pass It's it's a bunch of options and we'll have all that pretty soon nice Prices have gone up a little bit from last year. Every year, park prices go up. So, um, like, the, I know the Infinitus one started at 100. Um, park prices have gone up a little bit so It's at 110. And that is, uh, that's that.
2: Crazy. Crazy. When are we going to do my big cauldron kicking contest? Are we could get the park to sponsor that.
1: <laughs> you work on that, Jay.
2: I will. Yeah. Be like, hey, this is John from the leaky thing. I think you need to donate a hundred cauldron cakes for our cauldron cake eating contest.
1: We need a we need a name for our park event. Um, so if you guys have ideas, leave them on fb.com/bonercast.
2: Yeah, what are we calling this?
1: I don't know. We have been going back and forth. It's really difficult. The Frankie actually. Franco
2: Park Event.
3: I don't know if that'd be very effective. It's kind of exclusive.
1: <laughs> it's just for
3: you. It would be fun to run around there by myself for a little bit, but then i get bored. It also like,
2: be very expensive.
3: Naked time at the park for Frankie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I won't tell you where I went, so you don't have to worry about like sitting on
0: things. Oh,
2: stop. Uh, which ride did he ride? Which ride vehicle was he on? What seat?
3: Uh, you decide. My. So let's think of another name, because that's probably better.
2: Mm. Well, think of them and leave him on facebook.com slash
1: or fb.com or slash. Podcasts, dot com, you don't feel like place. typing as
2: much so there I think that's about enough show for today you guys I think so
3: it's a good show it's a good it show is good I, I hope I'm saying this absolutely. I hope you liked it it was a good it. show guys you know it's a good show I hope you enjoyed
2: it so I guess <laughs> until next time until next time keep twiddling those dials
1: the next password will be dinner so we're all hungry
3: yeah keep each other safe keep faith <laughs> Good night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good night! We've missed it. Lovely, I can myself. disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great
2: Scott, no wonder. Look at the time we've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how time flies when one's having fun. <laughs>